the cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. Let's make that climb together up the, the green, green peak. peak with your host, Richard Zwicky. Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Zwicky with The Green Peak. And uh, joining me today is Steve D'Angelo. Steve is, uh, you know, he's been dubbed the father of the industry um, over the years. And I think uh, actually referring to as the, the father of the legal industry is a bit of a misnomer because you've been active since before there was an industry for us to refer to. I think you've been active for about four decades now, um, helping people um, discover the benefits of medical cannabis, but also looking for solutions to a lot of the problems that we're still struggling with. Um, thanks for joining us today, Steve. Very wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me, Richard. Yeah, and so, you know, you and I had the, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting you a couple of times over the last few years and had some interesting conversations, um, including a nice dinner at uh, one of the Arcview events. But, um, you know, you've been very active with regards to the legalization questions in the U.S., but a lot of us look forward to, you know, what's going to happen as far as legalization and opening up the market but you've been concerned um, over the years also with what's happened in the past. And a lot of people have been caught up, unfortunately, um, with regards to sentences that are unjustified or incredibly harsh uh, for what uh, for possession or other uh, issues and are sitting in jail for things that today are legal. How, um, you know, I know you've started the uh, a project around that. How uh, how is that being received, and what do you look forward to accomplishing with it over the next six and twelve months? You know, what is going to be the measurable steps? I know what we'd like to see is the outcome, but what are the hopes for the steps over the next six months? So the last prisoner project uh, has one simple, uh, single-minded goal, and that's to ensure that as we build a global legal cannabis industry that we make sure that people who are in prison today for doing what we're able to do legally now are released. And uh, that's where the name of the project comes from. We want to see the day, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> that's where the name of the project comes from. Uh, we want to see the day when the very last cannabis prisoner is released and comes home to their family. Yeah, I mean, amnesty would be fantastic. And hopefully there's also going to be a form of expungement of uh, on their records because it's a uh, you know for what they the the penalties that people have received definitely seem draconian vis-a-vis -vis what the uh, charges have been in so many cases and I'm sure that if we looked into the data and you probably have it there's also a very heavy skew in terms of racial profiling in who received what sentences because I know from having spoken to a few people you know depending on your racial profile, you may have got a slap on the wrist or six years in jail. And that's uh, unconscionable to me that, you know, there's a difference based on the color of your skin or where you came from. Yeah, there's, there has been a historic disparity in cannabis enforcement in the United States. Um, people of color are more likely to be arrested by several orders of magnitude. Uh, once arrested, they're more likely to be convicted. Once convicted, they are more severely punished. Um, and uh, and this is something that's been going on 
uh, for quite a long while. It's not, um, it's not an unintended consequence of the war on drugs. The reason that cannabis laws were passed in the first place were, were to control marginalized populations, control communities of color, to marginalize communities of color. So yes. it's, it, it is, um, it, it's, nothing, uh, it's nothing new. I think that what a lot of folks don't realize is that uh, the magnitude of it, there's 40,000 people still in prison, and some of the sentences are just incredibly egregious. We have over 50 people in the United States who are serving. Sorry, how many? 50. Okay. 50, five zero people who are in prison serving sentences of life without parole for cannabis offenses. One that we're highlighting now is the case of Michael Thompson, who's in state prison in Michigan in his 27th year of a 60-year sentence for selling three pounds of cannabis. He was sentenced in the 1990s and has been in prison eight years old. Is- he has underlying health conditions. COVID is present and uh, we are calling on of Michigan to uh, grant our emergency compassionate release petition uh, for Michael. Um, but Michael, they said, is one of uh, 50 plus people who are in that situation. Uh, and just imagine, right, three pounds of cannabis. I sell multiples times that amount of weed in one of my four stores every single day of every single week of every year for the past 13 years. Yep. And I oh, I, free. I know it's uh, it's amazing how some of the, uh, how the justice is metered out and uh, how unfair it is in terms of inequitable it has been metered out in different areas of the country but also uh, across different groups um, you know I, I saw a stat that there's over 40,000 people in the U.S. in jail for what would be you know elsewhere would be minor offenses with regards to cannabis and uh, that's incredible to me do you know is that stat right that it's 40,000 is it and how long are the average sentence for we know that it is at least 40,000 people who are in prison. Mm-hmm. By definition, if you're in prison as opposed to jail, your sentence is at least one year. Mm-hmm. And and that, that range goes, as I said, all the way up to life without parole. Um, there's a bit of a difficulty ascertaining exactly how many people are imprisoned on cannabis charges because each state reports those charges differently. And, and, and so we know there's a minimum of 40,000 but quite likely that number is significantly higher. And, and let me add that, it's, that that's just the beginning of our mission because uh, as cannabis is legalized around the world, uh, our belief is, is that if we have a legal industry where people are going to be able to build careers and, and in some cases intergenerational wealth, then, then it's, it's a moral imperative that we ensure that people who are in prison for doing exactly the same thing are released uh, as part of this change. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. You know, the, it is intolerable that people are jailed inequitably. I mean, would be the simplest matter. And it's not just, you know, I understand there will be some who will argue there's, you know, there's a law, there's a, you know, this, that, and the other. But when you change the law and you offer some amnesty or some adjustment and you look forward at things going forward, you can't be inequitable with how you're dealing with people, but more more importantly, you can't be uh, 
applying justice based on the color of skin or where people live or come from or anything else like that, you know, that just transcends not just this industry, but every, every aspect of society. I mean, it and, seems pretty simple, right? We have a society as a society. It seems pretty simple, right? We as a society have decided that this is something that should no longer be illegal. And if we've decided that something is not going to be a crime anymore, then how can we justify continuing to punish people for the thing that we've decided isn't a crime anymore, never should have been a crime in the first place? So I, I just, I, I don't think that there's any circumstance whatsoever that justifies the imprisonment of people for uh, providing a plant, a healing plant, one of the most valuable gifts of Mother Nature. The people who carried this plant through prohibition weren't criminals, they're heroes. Mm -hmm. Yep. I uh, I agree, and uh, you know nobody should be. Well, we can go into the some of the aspects. Nobody should ever be a martyr for uh, for for things that uh, like this at this point. And people are giving up their lives uh, in their in their own way, and that's uh, beyond unfortunate. We're going to take a break and come back in a few seconds or a few minutes and uh, rejoin the conversation with Steve D'Angelo about the uh, Prisoner Project and a number of other matters about the history of the industry. Coming right back on Richard's Wiki on the Green Peak. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart Pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, Smart Pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart Pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million Smart Pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. And we're back with Steve D'Angelo. You know, before we go, I was just thinking about uh, a little bit more just about with regards to your activities. And you were one of the co-founders of ArcViewer um, along the way. And ArcView has been incredibly involved with uh, helping fund companies, not just in the U.S., but around the world and exposing them to investors and everything, uh, all the opportunities 
and we've gone from seeing, um, you know, family offices and high net worth individuals investing and really being the ones who moved the industry forward to now the banks participating, but there's still the hedge funds to come and some, and eventually the venture capital firms. And you're, you're in the San Francisco area, which is the hub of global activity around venture capital firms for uh, the IT industry and so much else. Do you have many conversations with the VCs on um, on Sand Hill Row or elsewhere about them inquiring about getting involved in the industry and when do they think it's going to be possible for those firms to start participating? Oh, they've been involved for some time. Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> when he called Meadow, Meadow yep. came out of Y Combinator, which is one of the major uh, business accelerators in Silicon Valley. There's a company called Ease that was put together by a group of Silicon Valley investors, which is a, they call themselves a cannabis software company. They're really a cannabis delivery company. But a lot of the VCs are precluded from participating directly. So you get the LPs who participate off the side of the table. But when do you, do you foresee the, that the, you know, the VCs will start approaching the cannabis companies like they do the technology companies? as, you know, a, a Bessemer Ventures investing in or so, something along those lines? Well, I think that, that, that you know, a lot of cannabis investors right now are in, in a wait and see kind of posture like, uh, like the rest of the world. Um, uh, there's, I think that there's, you know, that, that when you think about what's going to happen in the United States, you think about, you know, what's going to happen before and after federal legalization and there's going to be a huge opportunity uh, it's really you know still right now the golden window of opportunity for cannabis investing in the united states because there's going to be a tremendous lift that happens when we legalize at the federal level and that will happen um, eventually so um, i think that the closer that we get to that happening the more the, the the bigger and bigger the temptation is going to be for people to jump in and and companies you're right there's a lot of companies who are precluded by their charters from investing in an illegal business and under federal law in the United States cannabis is still uh, is still illegal um, but they are still managing to get into the business so you know we just saw this massive investment from Constellation Brands Constellation Brands is yep. a US publicly traded company. Um, they did not invest into U.S. companies that had domestic operations in the U.S. But they invested into Canopy Growth Corporation. Which right? turned around and bought Heritage, which is in the U.S. So, um, so uh, look, the, the smart money is in already. Um, uh, the, 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 and, and, and more and more of it will come in uh, leading up to that point. Yeah, of course. No, it's... Uh, it's always the way. I was just interested to see how many of the, uh, you know, before they get involved, before they get involved, there's going to be a rush for an education process. And so, you know, I expect that a lot of the Sand Hill Row firms will be phoning you for briefings and they'll be looking for people uh, just like they have entrepreneurs and residents around different industries for entrepreneurs and restaurants, uh, residents and advisors to help them navigate the industry and understand where to place their bets. Because it's not about where the industry is today, it's where it's going tomorrow. And that type of foresight is rare. And that's yeah. something you've had. I, I, I think that, um, 
I, I, it's my belief that cannabis by dollar value is going to be the most valuable product on the planet. That may not happen in my lifetime, um, but it is going to happen in the lifetimes of people who are right now in the industry and are, and are building companies. When you take a look at, at, at everything that we're going to displace in healthcare and alcohol and, and fuel and fiber and construction materials, um, it's, it's just going to, to be huge. And, you know, what we were talking about, there's a, a, a learning curve that's going to go along with that. And people who have depth of expertise in cannabis who also can understand a modern business environment are going to be in high demand. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the growth opportunity for any investor is unparalleled because this is coming out as it becomes legalized. You know, it's a rocket and an engine for any firm that's in there, but any firm, anybody that's getting into it because the opportunities are massive. But unfortunately, we're out of time today. Um, love to continue this conversation and hope to do it again at some point. But Steve, thank you so much for joining us. And for people wanting to check out the Prisoner Project and how to help and assist, where should they go? Lastprisonerproject.org. Fantastic. So www.lastprisonerproject.org. All one word? All one word. Come check us out. We make it really easy for you to plug in. Great. Thank you so much, Steve. Great chatting with you today. Thanks for having me, Richard. Be well. Be safe. Thank you. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.